This morning, we're going to continue looking at the story of Abraham. And uh, started as Abram and Sarai, and now we've got Abraham and Sarai still. But in this story, God does something uh, special in changing the only girl's name in the Bible that we see. That Sarah, Sarai goes from that to Sarah. And this is a special moment, and I believe one that we can all maybe grow from. Because in a walk with Jesus, at some point, God is going to speak something to you. It could be really cool in like a dream or an angel visitation or something really, really cool. More often, it's something that's a little, a little quieter, a little more in our spirit. More often, he, he just lays something in our heart. But maybe like Abraham, sometimes what he lays in our heart aren't all the details. He doesn't give us the 15 steps to get from where we are to where we're going. Or maybe Abraham, the thousands of steps to get from where we are when the word is originally given to where we are going. And this passage, I want you to just pull out from it that all of a sudden God begins to give specifics to the dream. Not only, Abraham, will you be the father of many nations. Not only, even though you don't have a son from your wife, is this going to happen, but he begins to lay out the hows and the winds of what is going to take place. But I want us to really pay attention to the fact that from when the word, the dream came in chapter 12, we are 25 years later. We are the microwave people, right? You want something to be done fast. You know, who wants to cook for two hours? You can throw something in the microwave. Now, we like the, the taste of the food that's been cooked for hours. Uh, we like that. So an Instapot is really great because you can get the taste and the speed. So it's really, really cool. But more often than not in the kingdom of God, we walk on a journey just like Abraham. We don't just happen. It's just not all there in one moment, but it's something that God leads us and guides us in. So as we read these verses, Genesis 17, 15 through 21, just have that frame of reference of the journey that Abraham has been on. Genesis 17, 15, And God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her, and moreover, I will give you a son by her. I will bless her, and she shall become nations. Kings of people shall come from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said to himself, Shall a child be born to a man who is a hundred years old? Shall Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child? And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. God said, No, but Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his offspring after him. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and multiply him greatly. He shall father 12 princes and will make him into a great nation. But I will establish my covenant with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you at this time next year. All of a sudden, the dream that has been given, the, the, the promise, what was coming in the future, God says the time is now, your wife's going to have a baby, it's going to happen within the next year. And all of a sudden, I can understand Abraham's reaction of falling on the ground and of laughing, of being, uh, I, you could look at it a lot of ways. Is he scoffing God? Like, no, that's impossible. Is he, is he doing that? Or, or is he possibly, we don't have any 99-year-old people in the room, 
But is it possible tonight that whoever, this morning, whoever is the oldest person, or just maybe in your 70s, or even your 60s, you're like, yeah, right, that would be funny. Like, that would be funny. Like, how can this be? But you know what's even more funny, or not, depending how you look at it, is God saying it, which means it's going to happen, which means I believe, and how the wording would be, that Abraham literally fell on the ground saying, this is hilarious, God, that you are going to use my wife, who is 90 years old. You're going to use me, who's almost 100 years old, to bring a child that is going to be the father of of all of these nations. That's what I'm going to be. He is going to be that line. I don't believe that Abraham was rolling on the ground laughing like, no, God. But I think he was laughing like, I'm going to have a kid at 100 years old. I'm going to, my wife at 90 years old is going to have a kid. This is hilarious. Like, who else but God could possibly even think of coming and saying this when 25 years ago it was probably outside of the realm of possibility. But now, 25 years in the future, at 100 years old almost, God is going above and beyond what he could even fathom or see as a possibility. But he continues to say, Lord, you do your thing. In this story, he says, what about my son Ishmael? He could do it. I think he says, Sarah, you know, he could, she could be the spiritual mother of Ishmael. It's all right. This, this would be a good option. And what is God's response? No. That was very clear. No. And I believe there's times in our life when we say, Lord, your, your dream, your vision, what you have for us seems impossible. It seems like I could literally get on the ground and just laugh that you're telling me something that is so amazing. I can't even comprehend how it is possible. But Abraham understood when God speaks. Here we go. Let's do it. We looked last, last week and when he, he says, I believe, or says that he believed and it was accounted to him as righteousness. That I believe God wants to give words and visions and dreams to some folks in the room where you cannot comprehend. And you might even chuckle a little inside. Like, God, you are absolutely insane. And I love every single minute of it. Come on, God, you do what you're going to do. When I think of radiant life, that's what I kind of think of our dream. Sometimes I tell people, or in our pastor circles, I tell them, we're going to plant 10 campuses in 10 years, and they're like, <laughs> like, they almost laugh. Like, what? That seems in- insane. And I'm like, I agree. How's it going to happen? I don't know, but that's what I feel God is going to do. And what we're going to do is say yes to him, step by step, moment by moment. And at the end of 10 years, I believe we're going to be given a million dollars a mission every year, or maybe way more than that. I believe we're going to have 2,500 new disciples, followers of Jesus, because of our bold faith to say yes to God. I believe we're going to have 10 campuses because we're going to need them to be in the communities. I believe we're going to have daycares all over the Columbus, Ohio area with literally thousands of kids and families that Radiant Life Church gets to pour into all day, every day, and share the love of Jesus. I believe it. That's right. It's going to happen. Why? Because it's God's dream, God's vision, and it seems impossible, which is why I know we're in the right spot. We're at the right place, just like Abraham. And if every once in a while I just chuckle and say, Lord, I don't know how, I don't know what's going to take place, but I say yes to you, God. You do what you want to do, and that's all that matters. In this story, there were some other things I think that just jumped out to me. This changing of Sarai's name, the only lady in the Bible who had her name changed by God. And it was just a little bit of a kind of a tweak to the name. Sarai, Sarah, in the original language, very like one letter different. 
But the, the letter, the meaning of it changed significantly. Both had a, a thought of lady or princess. But the first, Sarai, confines her dominion to one family as my princess, as mine, in my own place. Where Sarah goes a step beyond. There's absolutely no restriction. It would be the princess of a multitude. It would be basically the matriarch, the, the, the woman of the family, of families, the multitude, not to one. And just like God spoke to Abram and made him uh, from the father of many to the father of many nations, Abraham, God does the same here and begins to lay the plan before them. In fact, I love it when God says, by this time next year, this will happen. Anybody else? We love those words that are direct. Okay, I got it. That's for this time. I know my dad has talked to many people through time, and they've, they've got a word they believe is the Lord, and uh, he, I've heard him say it before. Just a reminder, there's no time frame on that. That doesn't mean today or tomorrow or the next day. Who knows what God has? And there's, there's that thing, but here all of a sudden, Abraham's got to get a little bit excited. Like, it's happening right now. In the next year, we are going to have a son. The moment is here. The time is now. Even as he was, well, I would think, joyful and surprised, even as he's on the ground in reverence and awe and laughing at the same time of how amazing the King of kings and the Lord of lords is. 100 years old, going to be a dad. 90 years old, my wife is going to have a child. I believe that we can get a glimpse as we jump forward to Romans 4. 17 through 21, where it says, As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. In hope, he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations, as he had been told. So shall your offspring be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead, since he was about 100 years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. There's something in our lives when we say, Lord, your dream, your, your goal, your vision for my life, it is big, it is powerful, and I am in with it. I'll do it, I believe it, and just like in Romans could say that he believed, he did not waver, he kept pressing on. At this time next year, at this time next year, there's an incoming I believe there's dreams and visions in this place that maybe you feel are dead, you feel are dormant, you feel they're gone, you feel that they're in the past, and that it just can't happen. And I want to encourage some folks today. If God has laid a dream on your life, it doesn't matter how old you are, it doesn't matter what the situation is, if he's speaking that, and maybe like Abraham, every once in a while there's a confirmation, every once in a while he speaks it again, he speaks it again, then you hold tight to the promises of God. And I find something else interesting, that God sometimes even blesses your striving. But I believe he desires you to focus on his promise. What do I say? Ishmael, he says, Lord, don't forget him. And God does just that. He says he also will be the father of nation. He also will have these things take place. That even in Abraham's striving, and Sarai, when, when Sarah gave Abraham, Hagar, 
her servant as a, a, a wife so that he could have a child. Even when that wasn't God's plan, it wasn't God's will, but God still used even their mistakes. And I don't know about anybody else in the, world, or in the room, but I am so excited. Those watching at home, I'm so excited that even our mistakes and our problems and our mess-ups and the things that happen to us, you know what God will do? He will even sometimes bless those things. He'll use those things to make a difference in somebody else's life. He'll let you speak into people's lives in a different way because of things you've went through. But I want you to know something. God would much prefer you not go through pain and suffering and problems and the striving of life. From a young age, I believed strongly that those who said you have to do things or go through things to learn. In other words, you have to try out the bad stuff or you have to try out whatever. I was like, that's insane. I can simply watch you struggle and you fail and say, no, thank you. I want no part of it. I don't need to strive to go through things so that I have a, a story on the other side or know what's right. I can stand upon the word of God and I believe in our dreams, in our calling and who he's called us to be. Young people, young adults, all the people in the room, let's not strive to get it done, whatever it is on our own understanding. But let's say, Lord, you move in your word, in your power, by your truth. And he will show us. He will show us the way. He is the God of blessing, and He is the God of promise. Genesis 21, 1, or, yeah, 21, 1 through 7. The answer says, The Lord visited Sarah as He had said, and the Lord did to Sarah as He had promised. And Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age, at the time of which God had spoken to him. Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore him, Isaac. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made laughter for me. Everyone here who hears will laugh over me. And she said, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. He is the God of promise. God is always faithful to fulfill his promise. And in the room today, can we be a people that say, Lord, whatever your dream is that you give me, in your timing, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to keep going after you, Jesus. He's got you. He loves you. The future is good when we put ourselves in the hand of Jesus. He is the God of promise. As we close this morning, we're going to spend some time just worshiping, spend some time praying. And in fact, we're going to make this room an altar. The altars are going to be open. We would love to pray with you. The, your seats are open at home. I encourage you to maybe make your couch an altar, make your, your coffee table an altar. And would you commit to the Lord a couple of things? First, Lord, maybe, maybe I need a dream. Maybe you don't know where you're going. You don't know what that next thing is. Would you ask the Lord today? Lord, would you show me? Lord, would you show me your way? Lord, would you let me know what you have for me? Lord, I'm going to be patient. I'm not going to do it on my own. But Lord, would you give me that dream? It might happen today. Or maybe as you just ask him, Lord, what is it? What do you have for me? Maybe in the days and the weeks ahead, he might reveal something to you. But you have to be willing for him to reveal something that you think is absolutely insane, that can't happen, because that's the kind of dream that God gives us. And secondly, maybe you have a dream, but it's, it feels like it's, it 
feels like it's on life support. It feels like it, it might not happen. You're not sure, definitely not in your own strength. And I want to encourage you that the Lord can refresh that dream in your life. And if he refreshes the dream, if he has it and it's yours and it's from him, then just like Abraham, you can be 99 years old. Your wife can be 90 years old. And when he says she's going to have a kid, then she's going to have a kid. When that dream has been given and he's spoken it over you, you can know it's going to happen. And I'm going to encourage us to pray, to commit ourselves to, Lord, we don't want to strive. We're not going to make things happen in our own power, in our own strength. But Lord, I am all in. I believe, I walk in you, and when you say take a step, we're going to take a step. Tomorrow, Pastor Matt, Shanna, Rachel, myself, we're going to be going to Florida for a, a church multiplication network launch training, which means we're going to learn how to do what we're doing this year. We're going to learn the nuts and bolts of it uh, from people that have done it over and over and over again. Guess what? When it's time to take a step, you don't stay home and say, well, Lord will give me the strength. No, you study. You show yourself approved. You go make it happen. You work in his timing. So I believe in God. For some of us, we're at that moment where it's time to take a step. Some, we just need a dream. Some, we need fire put back in there. And some, it's time to take a bold step. And the question is, will we do it today? Before we come to the altar, there's anybody here at home that you don't know Jesus, then you're not currently walking in relationship with him, maybe because you've never known. Maybe this is your first time hearing the message of the gospel. Jesus loves you. He died for you. He wants to take your sin, your problem, your mistakes, the things you've done. He wants to remove those. He washes them clean. And today, if that's you, I would encourage you just to say some words in your heart, right where you are. Like, dear Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I turn from my wicked ways. I repent of those things. And Lord, I make you Lord of my life. In your own words, whatever that is, I encourage you, say those words. And the Bible says that when one gives their heart to Jesus, all of heaven rejoices. It's like, come on, the, the kingdom of God celebrates and we celebrate with you, one person. If you do that, that means we're all in a place of, Lord, give me a dream. Give me a vision. Let's do it. In fact, all over this room at home, would you stand with me? Could we make this place a prayer, uh, a prayer zone? If you're in one of those spots, you need a dream. If you need fire breathed back in it, or maybe you need to take a step, and it's big. It seems a little crazy. I'm going to encourage you, if you feel comfortable, maybe to find a place at the altar, up at the stairs, at the altars, or maybe right in your chair, you'd say, this is my place. Would you get alone with God? For the next few minutes, would you ask him? Would you, would you speak to him? Let him pour fire into that dream once again. So Lord, this morning, we are so thankful for who you are. We're so thankful for how you move. And I pray for dreams. I pray for visions. I pray for things that just like Abraham seem insane. Lord, that we might even chuckle when you speak them to us. God, if it lines up with your word, if it lines up with your truth, Lord, I pray today that we will say yes to you. We will say yes to your dream. And God, we would not let any dream die within us. But Lord, as you speak it, as you've spoken it, we stand upon your truth, upon your word. So Lord, give us dreams. Refire those dreams. Refresh those dreams. And Lord, help us to take the step when it's right, when it's your moment. Help us to get out of our norm and to step into what you have for us. We glorify you. Church, this morning, let's make this place a prayer time. The altars are open. Let's go after Jesus this morning.
Have an amazing, amazing week. Thank you for worshiping. Thank you for praying. Thank you for celebrating with those who got baptized. Be careful what you watch. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you talk about. Savor the presence of Jesus today.